Scott, does Scott drink beer? Yes. Does Woody? Yes. Is that? Is Woody coming? It's only Mike that isn't in our group that doesn't know, right? <coughs> Mike and uh, well, Kathy. Oh, the Bible study? No, <laughs> in our friend group. So you're talking about Mike Wells? Yeah. Yeah. And he always says, "Oh, maybe someday I'll, I'll try it. It's gonna be one of your beers." But I love that he has no problem saying no. Yeah, me too, and I love. But he did, but he didn't like go through. No, he went to one. He said he went to one meeting. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing this. And I, I love that too. I love that he just. He's uh, like, no, I'm not doing between that. Between him but and I God, yeah, and I, I think in a lot. I'm not an expert, but I think the model of of declaring that you're always an addict. Yeah, and it's like it's like who you are. It's your identity is a mistake. Oh yeah, and I know it's helped some people. But you have to realize, Zach, how. I didn't realize it as much until I started working more and more with Slingshot and the amount of churches I work with now. How on the cutting edge Mountain View is <laughs> in regards to the things we believe that the rest of the country are starting to come around to. Yeah. Like there are parts of the country who like, would say that the things we believe are so far like incorrect. Like there are, you know, you're a sinner, you're always a sinner because of the fact that you sin. Right. But they're calling it an identity mm-hmm. and not behavior. Right. There's not, like, the differentiator of, like, sinner and saint. For them, it's like, yeah, you're a saint, but you're a sinner. It's like, okay, wait, am I a saint or am I a sinner? Because you're one? telling me I'm... <clears throat> confused. Yeah. And that's a concept that, like, I think it scares a lot of people. Because not- it feels like... Oh, well, now you're saying you're perfect. Yeah. It's like, what? How did we get there? <laughs> like, well, I only have the ability to swing the pendulum all the way one way or all the way the other way. Right. So pick a side. Yeah, that... Another good thing is the... And part of this... Part of it is the Covenant... Evangelical Covenant Church in general. <laughs> but... Not... Not drawing battle lines where there don't need to be battle lines. I need air cushion coasters or something. It's like, yeah, what were you thinking? Well, we have coasters sitting out, but nobody's actually used them. No. <laughs> it's like when the space shuttle has to dock on in the at the. Don't worry about it. It's, you know all about that. A, no, continue. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell us. Tell us I'm, that process. I'm friends it's with just the JPL. Like <laughs> you know that's actually a perfect analogy. Putting your beer down. Is exactly like when the it's space exactly station. like the next time you run into an astronaut who had to do that. I want you to go. You know what's so funny is I know we're, exactly. We're very similar, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? How so, Jeff? Well, I saw in the movies that <laughs> you can. They showed an Armageddon where you could dock. <laughs> it just you had to ease onto it. <laughs> no, I watch videos on NASA.org. Or is it dot gov? <laughs> it's the same as putting your beer bottle down on the glass table. You're it's really the an same. astronaut. Dur- during a <laughs> podcast, it's basically the same. <laughs> Zach said don't they touch the table. You. They can't see you, but you look like an astronaut. What everyone would look like. I was saying the uh, 
the battle lines. If there, there don't need to be battle lines or a hill to die on, then it just doesn't. It doesn't happen at our at Mountain View, which is, which is great. I think, like anytime a potentially like, the origins when he, when he's talking about Adam and Eve, he just tells the story and, and that's that. You don't need to make up some false battle. Yeah. False dichotomy. Well, even when but he marries time people, for that. even when he marries people, he says, "God, God made a man, put him in a garden." took care of for it and he said I'm going to make a helper suitable for him and he goes through that whole thing and then he says and then God took a, a rib from his side and made woman and I don't know if it actually happened that way or if it's a metaphor for something but the best way I've heard it described is from an old rabbi and the way he said it was and so he goes into like yeah. you know the the best picture that comes out of that story which is the entire point of exactly. the story yeah. <laughs> and so it's like let's not yeah exactly let's not draw battle lines on well, did that actually happen? Is this a poem? Is we this... can we can have that those discussions, but right. Sunday morning is is not time for it. It's interesting looking at you know other church where other churches stand, their beliefs, and how each main thing. It's fascinating how everything is so Dial. sure and certain, and it's it's almost setting up like don't even come. I mean, they don't say it obviously, but <laughs> don't even come here. <laughs> okay, it's a good segue. Because this morning I, we had this get together at the church, and one of the guys, I'm like, you know, what's your story? So he goes on to say that we have a daughter that she came to Christ. I don't know how old she was, fourteen, something like that. And so he starts telling the story about how they're like, oh, they're celebrating at their home that his daughter has come to Christ. Great. Then go to church and I guess during the youth time um, she's talking about confessing some sin and just being vulnerable in her youth group and they come back and they're like oh honey gosh it, it must not have stuck you can't you must not really believe because mm. you have sinned and I'm looking at and he he He's like, I'm, I'm trying really hard to just live in the spirit, and it's, I'm growing. And when I heard this, because I had asked him, how did you end up at Mountain View? So we went into this story, and when they then said, we're gonna, I'm going to have a meeting with your daughter. And so they, because in that meeting, they said, well, we're going to uh, have her ex- you know, accept Christ again. I'm like, this is weird. He's like, yeah, you think? He's so he Maybe goes. This time it'll stick. Yes, and get he, the really sticky stuff, guys. <laughs> so she accepts Christ again, and the parents are told this. They actually didn't know beforehand, and they're like, wait, go back. Wait. Oh, she said the wrong sinner's prayer. My daughter accepted Christ again. Tell me about that. Tell the story. Yeah, we just don't think it's stuck. She's accepted Christ, and this time we think it's taken. Like a root or something. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. He's like, so we did a little research, and we ended up, someone told us about Mountain View, and we're here, we love it, and we started talking about the centered set. And it's, and the Holy Spirit and gifts, 
and they've just found uh, a good home. But it was a story of another story of a church that's just got some ideals that are against what Jesus came for. I don't know that I would say against necessarily, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely disagree with the stylings and um, probably some of the some of the doctrinal stands, but they're, God's definitely using them in their own way, too. So I, I don't want to nullify or, or lessen that. But Certainly. They're no, teaching... No, Zach. No. They're, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> Just kidding. They're te- they can sing that song, I am a singer. For sure, they could do that. They're teaching the Bible, no doubt. I mean, if you want to learn the Bible, they're yeah. teaching the Bible. Yeah, in their own way. Yes. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good that they're here and they seem to love it and pl- get plugged in. And there was another story of the guy, but that's what's that for another Does time. The end of this seemed weird to you. You poured out the bottom where all the yeast was sitting. Got it. So ditch that. We'll get you a new one. Got it. So I was like. It tastes different. <laughs> it's it's a feature. It changes. It's a cool feature where you just <laughs> you, you suck it down. You had some chocolate milk in it's root just, beer. It's just it's just like have you ever uh, drink whatever comes out of the bottom of your disposal? It's like that. <laughs> just it's like the good that. stuff, but it's fermented. Oh. <laughs> it looked a little chocolate. Yeah, it was like I was like I taste it and I'm like this tastes way different than. Five seconds ago. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, but Jeff was just in the heart, felt centered, and, you know. Yeah, you can do the easy cue where you just shake your hands really fast at me. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't dock. <laughs> don't dock. Control Z, control Z. Oh, then there's oh, that. Oh, great. You just controlled L. <laughs> Called a lack of control. Made that up on the spot. Nailed it. Nailed it. Root beer. All right. Well, you can't drink the real stuff. What else? And in what other ways are we superior? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's manhood. Just to start off at the very top. Whoa. This guy can't Wait, do so you think that men are superior to women, is what you're saying? Let's go down there, Jeff. Okay, I'm not going down there. Can you live that... stream this to Tanya? <laughs> Just kidding. Fire okay, up Periscope. Go, go Tanya, to the real story. Tanya would agree. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Texting. No, Tanya would agree. <laughs> Tanya would agree that. And I got in a discussion with Dancing Dave today, and it was good. You guys have one more? <laughs> it's good. I don't even know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, it's man, boring. better than woman. No, man you leading. Said this guy. Man leading. And that was a huge discussion this morning with this guy John and just and Dave, a man's place. And that he, Dave, saw that there's a lot of women praying and, and leading in prayer at our church. And no men. I'm like Really? I know there's Men, I mean, last night I was just praying for 
women in our church. And I mean, it, this is happening. Maybe it's just not visible. Maybe it's visible on Sunday mornings. I don't know, but there's a leadership quality to men that women want, and there's a leadership quality within our church that the church wants. And I, uh, I had this conversation with him, and he kept saying that we need men. I'm like, who are you talking about? Because our church is very rare in that we have a huge percentage of the men that go to our church that are wanting to be at church and they want to lead well and that doesn't happen everywhere, everywhere and he jumped in and said um, exactly and I'm like then why are we talking about did he want to say that I mean I would agree that there's talking? not a ton of men in the prayer ministry so that's maybe True. the area he's talking about because there's Cam but he doesn't know and maybe Kevin Kevin Anyone else? <laughs> and but so, that's just and so p- when we say there's prayer at the front, yes. When you look at the front, if those two guys aren't there, you're only going to see women. So maybe that's all, all he's referring to. Mm. And then he knows as far as like women that come for prayer ministry during the week, there's women doing Is that. He, so he's Tim there during the week? That a little bit, he's, but. he's there four or five days a week because he's the... He he's takes care of the ground. He's a facility guy, yeah. Right. So he wasn't trying to say that women shouldn't talk in church? Do you think he was hinting at that at all? <laughs> no, not at all. Would you like me to go down that rabbit hole with you? No. I think women should talk in Rabbit church. hole or wormhole? What do you call it? I think I think Paul was talking to a specific church and the cultural uh, cultural ethos at the time was it was causing a problem of division in the church and so he's sorting that out. And for, for the most part, still, mainstream Christianity applies that directly to us, where women shouldn't teach men, basically. Right. Which, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's. I, I get I get the argument. I get both sides, like most things. I'm gonna ride the fence on this one, but I definitely. I'll make a choice. I could see the argument that Paul was talking to a. Uh, he was sorting out an internal conflict for that specific church because he doesn't. For another church, it's head coverings and um, the way they did their hair because it was causing a problem for those people. So I don't know how we. Yeah, he's adjusting for the culture. Yeah, and it's not. It's apparent that it's not exactly the same for each church. So I think that adds <coughs> a lot of leeway. Do you remember Chandler's sermon on on like overseers? elders mm, roughly uh, when he was talking about women shouldn't are, are not elders they're not going to be overseers do you agree with that like women should not be overseeing a church congregation I, I what was his premise for why it's just the way it is just kind of a conservative reading <laughs> no I'm not kidding I mean that no, was well his, Calvinists are it's super here's the here's the yeah, they're conservative, but I mean, they're like, here's, the, here's the box. Ca- is Chandler a Calvinist? Really? I did not know that. Is he, like, officially? I know, like, for the most part, he's kind of Christian Reformed, and that's real similar. I didn't know that. So probably. For the most part. And yeah, pretty positive they're... Maybe they're not, but... 
Yeah, I mean, he falls that same direction yeah. a lot, and he was on a bunch of different blogs um, that I read about Calvinist uh, preachers and the new millennia or whatever. Yeah. But all of it is is exactly what you're talking about with in churches like that is is it's it's a it's a security thing. Like safe. You know where everybody stands. This is where we stand. Here's here's the hard, you know, lines. And I think that's something I love about our church is yeah, we've got some defined lines but on some things, but for the most part it's like man, we are we're we're okay with operating in the tension, right? You kind of need to be. I mean, looking back at the diversity of thought amongst church fathers and for millennia, and how the the mental wrestling match that goes on, and uh, just how different C.S. Lewis probably thinks than people that herald him as a great church thinker, and and he was, but he probably has some some beliefs that mainstream. American Christian would be like, wait, wait, what? You're talking about the Narnia guy, right? <laughs> and, I, and of course, I'm blanking on. Uh, I was just reading about that, and I can't remember the specific example. Where I was like, no way. Well, one of them is this wasn't the no way, but you know, old old Earth versus young Earth. Yeah, young Earth is, I think, relatively new. You know, a few hundred years old, but you know. The, Old Earth, or it wouldn't it wasn't really a, an argument. Or it's interesting how these new debates form. And I grew up in the church and thinking, oh, it's how it's, how it's always been. Of course, the Earth is only six thousand years old. And, um, but you come to find out that maybe the Bible doesn't isn't actually staking, putting a stake in the ground about that. It could be, you know, I have an open mind, not a closed fist, or whatever. So, God could have done it any number of ways, and it doesn't tell us exactly how he did it, so we don't need to split churches up over it. Or maybe we do. I don't know. Well, I like what Todd said at staff meeting today, where he said, this is kind of on a different topic, but he was just referring to, um, he said that... Um, the way he said it dang it like you said the close fist thing or, or he said I, it was something relating to like why bad things happen and he was talking about the different you know kind of the same thing he's been preaching on the past few weeks but in the idea of those different things that there's God there's an enemy there's choices there's gravity I mean natural law yeah um, no and, just gravity <laughs> just gravity I mean natural laws and just how those things all are happening to cause things in this world. And God obviously has overall authority over everything, um, but that doesn't mean that he chooses to make those, you know, things happen when they do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he was talking about all that stuff, and he said um, that the... Um, oh, dang it, how do you put it? Mm. Well, maybe you'll get it. Um, Job. It reminds me of Job and how you got the behind the scenes part of it and what Job knows and how you can, and his friends who are coming at him with kind of doctrinal stuff and 
they're not wrong. And how even God was like, yeah, you're missing the point, though. And have you considered my servant Job, how God did not cause any of those things, but he certainly let the accuser have his way because he, he knew the outcome. And it cost people life, and he lost family and sickness and lost all his wealth. So you still can look at it, even though you can say, you can argue it wasn't God's will, depending on how the person's going to look at it, you can still say, well, God, if we believe in an all-powerful God, he let, he let this happen. Um, oh, what he was saying was, uh, like in Psalm 19, where he talks about the Word of God made all these things, like the uh-huh. heavens and... Um, you know, all of creation cries out and all this stuff. And then he also goes into talking about the word of God, like scripture. And it's kind of like in both places, God's truth is realized both in scripture and in the natural world. Yeah. And so he said, it's kind of similar to, in the fact that we pull all truth from scripture (laughs) and we also have science Uh and we so often are dividing them. Yeah. Instead of looking at how they go together. And when we find conflict or some type of something off, we always go, well, this is what's right. Right. You know, or what the, you know, that means science is right, you know. And he's like, or there's an inconsistency in what we know or believe on one side of the equation. Or right. Because they, based on scripture, they coincide. Like science and scriptures coincide because they're God's creation. And God created you know, right. all of creation to worship and glorify him. And and so there's nothing happening over here that's like this evil plan. Like Satan is the guy who created science. Right. Right. Which is how we look at it. <laughs> that's so, so often how we look at it. Satan is, is in the science camp. So anytime there's a new discovery right. and they hear something that, that triggers alarm bells in their head, it's, it's usually like this, it doesn't need to be there. That, right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, cool. What do we now know here that would strengthen our beliefs? <laughs> or it's just or revealing come more to, about how God did things. And so it's like, man, like, how often do we do that? Not just with big issues like that, but in general, do we allow the things that we've? And again, this kind of all spawns off for me, spawns off of the, um, the hard lines. How we like draw boxes around God and draw boxes around our beliefs and doctrines and all these things. And I think it's for the sake of security, but it's like, man, how much does that screw us in the end when we want to look back and go, oh, wait, this has come to light. Yeah. And then we're like, well, how does that mess with my, you know, and then we have to rationalize this theology based on. You got to jump through hoops. Right. To to try and, well, let me just, instead of trying to find truth, we're now trying to find justification for the truth we've already you know, yeah. stake their claim in, and you're you're forced to to do crazy things or or take crazy stances to defend the Bible when it's it may not even be asking to be defended right. on that issue. <sighs> but it's just so easy, Jeff. Just read the Bible; you'll get it. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait, what's this called again? Bros Bibles or something like that? <sighs> Because I, I think know. I've had too many brews, and you guys are talking about Bible. 
Rose Bibles and, and I'm beers. just thinking about I don't know it's that just... Satan is docking the space shuttle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a callback. I just felt the Holy Spirit leading me into a, an alliterative naming <laughs> process. <laughs> so I don't know that's sure, the sure, sure. Scott's like I don't know about beer. <laughs> like, well, how else are people going to know it's not just some other random Christian podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Beer's in the title. Seriously. I don't know. Jesus liked the red. <laughs> what else? Well, you've already conquered like three or four ginormous <laughs> issues that have no resolution. We just solved them all. Yeah, that's, that's easy to forget about how for millennia people have been arguing about things. And we still get into arguments, and I love doing it. I love talking about it. We still argue passionately, just in general as a church, as if we're just gonna. It's gonna be solved, fixable. Oh, there it is. Why didn't Augustine think of that? Zach the Creator figured it out. Zach the Creator. <sighs> yeah. How did our family Bible study of like six couples turn into three men drinking beer and kids watching Danny? <laughs> we can edit that out, right? <laughs> Timestamp? Where's <laughs> your notes? I didn't set it up. Dang it. That was Jeff Dang it, now I gotta listen to the whole thing. <laughs> That's Jeff Pierce. Jeff talking about, about Danny. <laughs> and. In talking about <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Action. Add those laughs onto something Ryan said later. <laughs> I've been Ugh. listening to the uh, Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. And um, one of the things he was talking about recently was that great leaders ask great questions. <laughs> and I was like, Dang it. <laughs> I don't feel like I ask great questions at all. I'm always the guy who's like the sponge in the room. Like I'm I'm wanting to just like grab on to what everybody else is saying and like there's times where I'm like, here's you know, oh here's something I learned or here's something right. you know, interesting, but keep it going, I'm soaking it up. <laughs> I'm not the guy who, who's like Monty Kelso mm-hmm. is a question asker. Yeah. And from the moment he started mentoring me, he has been saying, you know, uh, great questions are important and, you know, you can, you can learn so much and you can, you know, really, you know, whatever. And, and it was just like, I'm always like, dang it, like, I, I want to do that. I have a desire to be someone who asks great questions because the benefits are incredible. You know, like what, where, it, how it pulls things out for people. How you can start to really get to the root of things. You can go beyond the surface, and you can I help people think, um, figure out where they're actually coming from. Yeah, but like I just, I don't naturally. I don't know. For me, it feels like I'm not paying attention to them. But I don't think it's a matter of again one side or the other. Either you're paying attention or you're not paying attention. I think actually, it's that, I felt like you haven't paid attention to me much. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff, like I was saying. <laughs> yes, and. Continue. Yes. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I wonder what you guys think in regards to 
you know, the idea of questions playing a role in your leadership. Like, how do you, is that something you consider or have ever considered? It's direction. I mean, you're giving, you're, you're posing great questions for direction and purpose. Uh, you did this last week. I don't know where we were. I mean, maybe it was two weeks ago. I have no idea. I guess I've been on vacation for two weeks, so it could have to be longer than that. <laughs> but we were somewhere where you were talking about there's four or five um, questions you ask. Why do you do what uh, you do? Yeah, yeah. You recall that? Well, that's in regards to... Um, we were talking about how um, when you're talking with somebody trying to get to the point of something they a lot of times will say I don't know right and I don't know is is uh, cognitive distortion is what it's called psychologists would say it's called cognitive distortion it means you do know you just aren't doing the work to get to to reflect and find out and so they say five whys is usually what it takes to get to the point of what you're actually that trying to go after um, and so you don't have to always go why and then they finish talking and you go why <laughs> three more <laughs> We'll get there. Why? <laughs> I um, feel like we're making progress. Why? <laughs> Talk about why. <laughs> oh, man, I feel like we finally got there. Thank you. But No, but, that's four. Why? <laughs> but by talking about that, you gave, you put, you created purpose. Actually, you, not, con- consolid- not consolidated, but the purpose to, of your question for our conversation or I think I had brought something up and you're like well why do you do that you refined my thinking and mm. I had to find I had to track back and find the foundation for why yeah. I was spitting this out and then it became very clear to me and we were able to move on yeah I remember that, and and again in those moments it was like, man, why aren't why aren't I like this all the time? Like, because in that like like I said, it's a both and. It's not that I wasn't paying attention and I had my own agenda, which is sometimes what we can think that's that's the road we have to choose to go down if we're going to be those people. It was I was able to hear what you were saying, and I was able to apply what you know I've learned to that. But for me, I don't naturally. Uh, or I haven't naturally. I'll sh- I'll say until now so that I can mm-hmm. <laughs> not make an agreement. But I don't. I haven't naturally gone that way. Where I maybe it was just early enough in the morning where I was at the peak of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Break that. <laughs> but but just that you know I I want to naturally be someone who. Not because I have an agenda. Not because I'm trying to get something out of someone, but just because I lean towards genuinely wanting to know more, genuinely being able to lean in in that way. I don't know. Like, and questions, questions really help you. You can have a discussion and, and really get people to think about where they stand or why they're taking whatever position or why they feel the way they do. And it takes the sting out of, you don't have to, get emotional about it you can really just see where they're coming from mm. and even if you disagree if you can understand where they're coming from 
it's gonna make a huge difference and it, it takes the edge off of you having to or having to feel like you should confront something you disagree with I think the questioning Scott's helped me with that I've really been working on that and Scott has been doing this thing with Mormons where he's meeting with the Mormons once or twice a week and he's got this objective all he can do is ask questions that's all he's going to do is ask questions based on what they've told him Um, for one if they feel like you're being sneaky about it um, they'll cut off communication so if they don't feel like you're a prospect they won't talk to you but Scott's learning and He's got this connection with them, and he, he wants to... You should get him to talk to Dave Bullock. He's committed. Oh, really? Yeah, Dave Bullock came out of Mormon oh, faith. That'd be that, great. Oh, that's right. He knows way... I didn't know he came out of Mormon. Way too much. I mean, not way too much, I guess. He just knows a lot. It's amazing how many Mormons don't know that much. <laughs> like, they don't know enough to give the, the postcard responses, but they... I don't know. Who was it? Uh, I was watching a video and it had this guy who was getting approached by Mormons and they came up and started talking and they're like, we're, we're here to spread the, the, the news of Jesus Christ. And the guy was like, oh yeah, alright. <laughs> and so he starts talking to these people and they're talking and stuff and, and towards the end he's like, so I'd like to give you a book of Mormon. And he's like, why are you giving me a book of Mormon? He's like, well, it's you know, it's whatever. It starts to say something. The guy's like, we've been talking about the Bible for the past ten minutes. You talking about the Bible or you talking about the Book of Mormon? And he's like, um, well, you know, the Book of Mormon is uh, a strengthening of the Word of God. And he's like, so you're saying the Word of God's weak? <laughs> he just, like, takes these guys. They, like, can't say anything. They're just staring at him. He's like, because I'll tell you this. And he starts quoting scripture. Yeah. And Luke, it says this about the word of God. And I'll tell you this out of, you know, Isaiah. It says, Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> and you can just see on their faces. And at one point he goes, so what do you guys say about that? He goes, uh-uh. <laughs> Literally. Uh-uh. And he's like, strong. <laughs> Yeah. I love when conversations go one syllable. <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah. Drop the mic. <clears throat> so, I don't know what we were talking about five seconds ago. Well, I do know, strong. But questions. before that, questions. That I really love to hear people's stories. This morning I was hearing the gentleman John's story, and I love hearing stories I love but when I get into that story just listening and kind of picturing what that looks like I love to ask questions it's where I thrive Mm -hmm. to dig and if I don't have that I just my I just start to diarrhea of the mouth um because I'm like and just talking and so <clears throat> having questions just sitting here and thinking of questions I can't really think of good questions because it doesn't involve a story now right, if it involves right. Zach's story of brewing beer 
I would. It's incredible. I would. I would love. I want to hear the story that you're going to, you're going to create that will surround the entity of Zach Crater Beer. Cannon Brewing. Yes, Cannon Brewing Company. Company. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear that story too. (laughs) (laughs) Epic fail. Yeah. Business plans. Business plans suck. You still don't have business plans? Bad word no. What were you? <laughs> Bad word no? That's how we should always say things. Bad word no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Bad word. All right, Ryan coined the phrase. Questions. Dwight, question. Yeah. Question, what is best? We've been watching The Office, like an episode, before bed every night. And every night I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm going to remember that and quote it. And I forget it. <laughs> you just have to watch the series three or four times. Yeah. It starts to just flow out of your mouth in the <laughs> area at that point. Yeah, I'll never forget <laughs> taking Ryan a temp on, a, on his... <laughs> initiation. On his initiation... And as you plant the seed in the ground, so I will plant my, my seed, seed in you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make a beautiful metaphor. Uh. <coughs> when you can take the seed from my hand. Uh, let me take it from <laughs> First try. <laughs> I feel like the alcohol in my room in 10 is just consolidated to the bottom of my cup it's kind of like the margaritas I had last week where the, all the alcohol was sitting on the bottom and just stick I would s- like a carb count from your trip <laughs> like per day <laughs> you wake up and have margaritas margarita chips salsa guacamole margarita, margarita chips salsa guacamole that's amazing I'll have a daiquiri okay now back to margarita and chips they could salsa be, they, were, they were probably terrible margaritas but being there with your beautiful wife and on vacation. Wait, was it all inclusive? No. Okay, good. So you got good ones then. Goodish. Yeah. See, there's something that happens when you go all inclusive. I love it. But when you go all inclusive, you kind of need to ask for straight, or you need to ask for yeah. beers. Yeah. No. Because when you ask for a mixed drink, you get. I, I they swear do that they pull trick where they. Uh, I can't remember how to describe it, but they the put long their finger pour, on the straw and pour. they put it in so your first sip is alcohol but that's all the alcohol that's in there mm. and the rest is the mix I don't know what it is but it I remember the first time me and Monica did an all-inclusive trip uh, probably the last time we did one too I mean it's probably the first time and last time we've ever done one uh, <laughs> just because we can't afford to do trips <laughs> but, <laughs> but we we did this trip and I and I remember thinking like oh it's all-inclusive this is awesome and I had a drink and like I, was like, I can't taste anything in this this is like you know like Fruit juice. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a drunk, but I, I want something. <laughs> no, but it was like, and I got an orange juice. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'll have another one, you know. And it's like, okay, I, I'm not drinking to get drunk here, but uh, <laughs> I should probably taste the alcohol, right? I mean, this isn't, and it, like, I literally never felt it. It'd be six drinks in, nothing. Never feeling it, yeah. never, and I'm like, okay, some, there's there's something rigged here. Something's wrong. 
That's so we got to about the fifth day. We had Gustavo. There's about six guys and, and a, I think one lady who surround the pool area and they all have sections each day and they rotate just they kind of move down so Gustavo remembered us from three years ago so we're we stayed with his section the whole time he said what can I get you me amigo and he's great and uh, we got to about the fifth day and we're just kind of like god we still have a couple days left but we're running out of steam here and uh, we don't want another margarita. So, Gustavo, what do you got? He's like, well, it's a drink I like. It's uh, It's got some vodka and some other... Or maybe it's tequila. I don't, maybe it's tequila. I don't know. But he brought us this drink. Same cheap plastic cup and a couple limes. It was special. Tanya and I drank it. Tanya's like, oh, it's good. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It had cranberry and... It was vodka. I don't know. You couldn't taste the vodka because the cranberry just kind of killed it. And I think there's a little bit of Sprite or something in there. Five minutes goes by. I'm ready to just die. I'm like ready to be laid out. And Gustavo comes back and says, How you doing, my friend? And I'm like, Gustavo! What was in that? What are you giving me? Are you going to steal my wife right now? I'm like... You There's something bad that you put in the, my side, in my drink. Gustavo roofied you. <laughs> I said it. I told Tanya, I'm like, I, I, I think I've been roofied. Are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. If I go down, <laughs> get on the phone. <laughs> it was so bad. I was five days in of margaritas and daiquiris. And then this drink hits, and it was stronger than any drink. The combination of all the drinks that I had had, just seriously, five minutes, I was ready to just be done. I thought I was going to pass out. And it wasn't like a drunk pass out. It was like, <laughs> what just hit my brain? Yeah. Quaaludes. I have no idea. <laughs> what just hit my brain? Quaaludes. I've never done drugs, but I think, <laughs> I think I did drugs on day five of my Cabo San Lucas trip. Wow. I don't know about the all-inclusive thing, but I'll tell you, when you're just freewheeling it, you come across the Gustavo drink in Cabo San Lucas. (laughs) That'll change things. Yeah. Prepare to be uh, bargaining with your hostage taker. You know what's fascinating to me is uh, how much your mind will bridge the gap or bridge any gaps. So I was listening to a book. Um... And it was talking about wine tasting and how they've done these studies where the situation is all right, the ambiance and everything looks great. And these two grapes find each other and yes. make love. They, you have you have the the uh, the salmon. What, what the salmon salmon? Sure, sure, sure. Salmon. They have that guy mm. and or girl. It's Mandarin. <laughs> Pretty sure. Salmon. And, uh, and they're using all the right terms and they're describing it and then it hits your lips and it's like, oh, magical. And it will be the cheap wine. And they'll switch it to where it's like, yeah, it's got grapes and stuff. Or, you know, not that blunt, but not the colorful language that you'd normally describe a uh, fine glass of wine. And it was the good stuff and consistently rated 
poorly was the good wine, the good wine, the expensive wine, um, when it was not described properly or the environment wasn't as good. Uh, people's minds yeah. switch it. Wow. Yeah. It's Psych- fascinating. Psychology or when you're watching Rocky and you're watching him punch, if you turn the sound off, you start to see how far their punches are actually missing. So it's like a foot between his fists and his head because they're filming the movie. But when you have the sound on it, it looks like they're connecting. Your brain does the mm, mental uh, math to, to put it together. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's something like... Uh, you guys ever watch Brain Games? You're the second person to... Was it you before? Skolos. Skolos said it, okay. I had watched it before, but then I didn't realize they put up the second season. It's so stupid good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. If you're someone who just loves, like, interesting stuff where you're just like, no way! (laughs) It's like that. Like, they just talk about how so often you're, for your benefit, your brain's deceiving you, (laughs) essentially. What's the premise of this show? Uh, just revealing, like, crazy things How that things your brain actually work. is able to do and, um, you know, pathways your brain makes or, um, like, one of the things they talked about was really simple was the, you know, the pathway of sound compared to sight. So if, if somebody closes a car door, like, really far off in the distance, your eyes, because of sight, because speed of light travels faster than the speed of sound, sees the door close before your ears hear the door close. But they're still, it's still closing at the same time. It's just that your brain makes it happen faster for your sight than it does for what you hear. Even if it's like, until it's like really close to you. And what they've discovered is that if it's a tenth of a second or something like that, or ten, hundred, I don't remember what it is. It's math. Math words. Math words, math words, math. Math, math, math. Words, words about math. That's what they discovered. Such as <laughs> science. <laughs> science. Um, but if something like, you know, tenths of a second or whatever it is, if it's from, if it's there and, you know, and then to zero, then it would be, then your brain does it for you. And so he's like, so right now I'm talking to you and our sound engineer has moved my voice a tenth of a second off of my actual, when I recorded this. But your brain can't see that. And so it looks like he's talking totally fine. And he's like, but now if I was to move just a little past that, and immediately yeah. the, the audio was off with what the voice yeah. was doing. Right. And I was like, what? Yeah. And some shows do that on purpose. Like Yo Gabba Gabba, they, like, they separate all the video, and then the voice tracks are off just enough to where you notice it. So it doesn't seem... It almost seems... Not supernatural, but not natural, like other natural or something. So it's almost like you have to watch it. Like, it's not like I mean, a it's not right. What's film. going on right now? It's not right. I, it, and it zeroes your mind in on that show. Because he's, he's going, hey, everybody, look over here. And he's doing it all dramatic, but it still doesn't match up with the sound and what you're seeing. It, it almost does. So you're constantly like, is it? Isn't it? Is it? Now you make me want to watch Yo Gabba Gabba. Do it high. <laughs> really high? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Cabo San Lucas style. I'm pretty sure that's how they write it. <laughs> they write the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
They're like, no, it's on. No, the voices are on. <laughs> so literally, there's no point to it. It just happened that they they were super baked. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, the spring game show is pretty awesome. I'll check it out on Netflix. Yeah. Like, they did one on uh, Focus, which was pretty crazy. Just the way your mind focuses, and it talks about the breakdown of data, how there's this part of your eye that's 5%, makes up 5% of your eye, but it handles however many percent of the data. It's like the HD part of your, you know, of your eye is 5% of your eye, and the rest is all the filler peripheral stuff. Hmm. And that if your entire eye was like that, you wouldn't be able to process everything. Wow. And so it, like, talks about how it's all these tiny little pixels and your brain turns all that data, millions and millions of data, into a picture of a person, mm-hmm. right? But it does it so fast. And then talks about how, you know, how your mind zeroes in on something and, you know, the importance of focus in some scenarios, but the negative effects of that focus in other scenarios, the way your brain's trying to help you, but in some areas. And so, like, they're like, they constantly do these tests all throughout the show. So they'd be like, for instance, take this, for instance, and, you know, take this, for instance. And, and so then one of the first things they do on the one on focus is they, they take, they're like, uh, see this football? And it like goes by the screen and it's, and it's just like someone's throwing a football and it's like, we want you to, we're going to be 10 seconds to count how many footballs cross in front of your screen. Ready? Go. And the footballs will start like, and then it starts getting kind of crazy too at the same time. And then there's like three, uh, you know, and when they play it back, they're like, now, you may have been able to catch that there was 27 footballs that went past, and that's impressive if you could, but what you might have missed is on the scoreboard in the back, it says, 27 footballs. <laughs> <laughs> but your mind's so focused on yeah, counting the footballs yeah. that you don't see this big thing on the background that goes, 27 footballs have just passed through <laughs> You know, like, you miss that huge thing in the background because your brain tuned everything else out because it was like, I need to count these footballs. Sounds like marriage. It's <laughs> a metaphor for marriage. Wow, is this where we're going? No, I don't know. <clears throat> Topic 23. Um, well, I actually, I wanted to ask Brian as a worship leader. Not allowed to. Okay. Yeah. So, Jeff, marriage. Um, as a worship leader... Let me get my questions ready. Yeah, there, start writing them down. There's some... <laughs> I don't need to. Um... Don't touch the table. Thinking about the Did brain. You just dock your cup. I docked it just like the space station. <laughs> you know, space station Aladdin when um, corn- <laughs> when Cornucopia was docking with Aladdin. Is that sexual? No. I was literally making up space station names. We're still talking about Aladdin. <laughs> Is this Disney? That's not right. I can show you the world. Oh, can I? Let's get started on Disney propaganda. Okay. Focus? As a worship leader. (laughs) um, There's, and I can't cite the study. Hey-oh! Get that man of glass. He's making an appearance. Get that man of glass. It's Aladdin. Say hello, Scott. Scoot! Is this on video? Oh, you're wrong. What's up? What's up, Scoot? How are you? Good. This, that's weird. That's to, weird. Trying to claw. Trying to give you the claw. <laughs> That'd be even weirder. <laughs> no, it we can't interlock fingers. It'd be special. It'd be you me and you. You can't interlock Together fingers. We can do more than we can do on our own. I'm an embrace. 
god. You won't embrace my hand. Oh god. Get him the give him the claw while I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just claw. claw me, Scooter. I can't interlace. We can't interlace. Oh, it oh, hurts. I think it feels manly. <laughs> or is it? Wait, wait, what? It's the new man. It's either Today. that or this. Oh, hey, I thanks for the pancake. Somewhere. Thanks for the pancake compressor this week. Yeah, did you. Did oh! You, did you like. It is awesome. Did you make him chocolate chips? I have. I have the flooring. I don't know if I can do it anymore. Of my of a twelve by eight clubhouse sitting on my cement patio and back. I can't move it. <laughs> this whole thing's locked together. Ten two by six by eight and two by twelve. I mean, it's like ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. Now I'm gonna move this over to the corner of the yard. <laughs> oh, I got a hemorrhoid, Ooh. and I'm not going it's anywhere. That's it's a quad the uh, hop head red. It's a double red. So whenever right. we can hold this at my place, so we can pick up some uh, <laughs> joists, move What are you making? A clubhouse. Uh, an extra large clubhouse. I'm like... Naturally. You're going to have more kids. They need to house them in the yeah, backyard. He did get roofied We're calling it a clubhouse for the sanctioning, but it's, it's really for the housing of my extra children. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. I, so, uh, I talked anyways. to Joseph Smith, Logs and Cabo. <laughs> hey, it's essential for his exaltation. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Way too much knowledge. Easy. Don't share hey, too I need to much. Set up, I need to set up a hang with you and Dave Bullock. I don't know that he's he met Dave our, Bullock yet. He does our refuge ministry, the special friends ministry. And he... Uh, the Mormons aren't, aren't special. <laughs> Kinda. No, but he, um, <laughs> he is someone who came out of Mormon faith. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be so cool he has his brain on a whole like, lot of information. Yeah. Did David Brick tell you the, the moment in groups at Highland, or at uh, Highlands, at uh, Houseboats? Brick was crying, telling me. Like laughing, crying, one of Dave's guys. <coughs> Do you want to hear this? Yeah, it's, sure. Should we record it or no? I don't know. You can delete it. Get after. ready to mark it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brick stops me. Protect like, names, Jeff. Did you hear what happened last night in the, in the groups of the high school boys? I'm like, no. He's like, Do you want to hear? Like, what happened? He's like, so Dave is with, you know, a couple of his guys. And there's some older guys, and there's the one guy, I can't remember his name. Torsion. Whatever. <laughs> He's Swedish. <laughs> his Scandinavian. Is. So the guy's like 30 years old. He's been hanging out on the couch for the whole time during houseboats. And. Wait. Dave Bullock is what you're talking about, right? Yes. Okay, so Dave Bullock's friend Torsion. No, not his friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One of his refuge guys. So they went on the houseboat trip. <laughs> right. Torsion. When I say friends, I'm going off of what you just said. Thank you. Actually, it's what he said. Yeah, Torsion. And so Torsion, he says, in the small group, a guy that's never said anything. In the middle of the group, in the evening, 
says, nobody's ever heard from him yet, says, and he talks at this tone. Seventeen-year-old boy sitting around yeah. listening to a thirty-year-old oh man say this that they've never heard one thing from. <laughs> Dave Bricks crying because he was there. Dave Bullock is like, I didn't know what to do. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? You can just s- make that a note. Make that a. Um, 57 maybe. Don't, don't delete it, delete it. Just, separate. just make a note and put it on a different track. So we have a clip. Kobe Bryant's <laughs> conversation was from 57 to 59. <coughs> so, so, I mean, by special, you mean literally special. special needs. Okay, okay. Like a five year old that doesn't know what he's saying. Like he doesn't know what Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, he has no idea. On Wednesdays, there's a special. Like, it's, like, it's part of their school, especially needs school. On Wednesday? On Wednesdays. Evening? No, mornings. Oh, okay. Um, there's a group that, like, they basically have different jobs they can do, and one of them is, and it's one Bailey is a part of, Pam's daughter. They come to our church, and they clean. They, like, put cards in the back of the seats, right. and they, like, clean floors and stuff like that. That's cool. And... <laughs> well, that's the well, entire point. No, I mean, no, but they're always looking for opportunities of things to do, guy. so that they can learn how to have you know skills that they can later use. Um, and so they they come to the church to learn how to do certain skills like cleaning and you know facility stuff. And they uh, <laughs> and they they were there today, and there's this kid, and he's probably the same kid, but he was he wasn't thirty, I don't think, but. But he, he's someone who comes a lot. He's this really tall, really big guy. And he's just, like, walking around in the background while they're, like, talking about the stuff they're going to have him do today. And I'm sitting there, and he just keeps going, All right! All right! Like that. And they're like, it's too loud, too loud. He's like, All right! <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. I love that. Mm. Let's make it work. Don't even touch the door. Nobody touch that door. Hey, Caleb, just take it as a personal thing that you're too weak. <laughs> just let that sink down into your heart. Deep down in there. Don't never forget it. <laughs> that kid's going to rule the world. <laughs> and if not, he'll break it. <laughs> you won't let me rule this place? <laughs> Caleb, crash. <laughs> Dude, the guy who... I, I went to the day that Dave Bullock, um, call it serenade, but asked his <laughs> bride to be, <laughs> yeah, to marry him. And that night, because it was the talent show, it was the only night we've been to Refuge. One of the guys, dark hair, he looks, he looks old, but he sang. Can't even remember the song, but he sang it when he was at that night, and he sang it at. The houseboats, and he's so into it. And they showed a little bit of, on the video, 
<laughs> it was epic. I mean, he Wait, just, the one, the guy who's in the wheelchair, who, like, mm, Mike or whatever, that throws his... No. Throws the mic down no, over and over? Like, no. <laughs> Mike, before he went on, he's like, <laughs> don't. Mike, don't throw the mic down. And he's like... And he's like, no, 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 Mike, listen. Do not throw the mic on the ground. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then he starts doing the song, and it was like, pour some sugar on me or something like that. You know, and then he's like, come on! And like, keeps putting the mic out, and everybody's like, ah, singing it and stuff. And he's like, ah! <laughs> Just like spikes the mic. <laughs> like, we know this is gonna end. You just told him not to do this. Like, <laughs> like a five year old. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. That's great. It's happening. Goodness. Alright, so in the. So in, right, coming back around to your question. Right, as a worship leader. <laughs> I don't want to come back there. I was going to go somewhere else, but go ahead. No, I, I, everybody can chime in. But don't. This is mine. Thanks for the segue earlier. <laughs> so. Playing a uh, uh, rock concert, big production of a band you love, they're playing your favorite song, similar things are released in your brain, your brain feels it the same way as uh, okay. a worship experience, like a, a, uh, people <laughs> describe like a profound worship experience, they can really feel the Holy Spirit, and so there's been the studies that are done that it, I can't cite right now, so... Some so studies that I just made up, um, so you're going but where it activates certain <laughs> centers of your brain that are similar to just any random rock show or something that you love and you go see. Um, is there is there like anything like, and maybe there's nothing. I, I don't worry about it too much because I feel like God created your brain. Like that's part of worship is like enjoying something that uh, God has made, uh, but. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts or anything? But what's your question? I know this uh, is serious. Can I interrupt real quick? Sure. What's your great question? Did you question? change your thing to Hey Citizen? Yes. Okay. Well, who else would that be, of course? I'm sorry. Continue. The password is in the morning. What is the password? In the morning. Okay, you all got that. It's in the morning. Hey Citizen. In the morning. In oh, the morning. Man, it, it's trying to get me onto sharks. Sharks is one of them. <coughs> okay, I'm sorry. Somebody in my neighborhood has shut that dog up. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's a passive. I used to have one neighbor. in LA. I had a neighbor in LA. Uh, well, I had one, a neighbor in Orlando who was. Uh, <laughs> I had a neighbor in Orlando who was. I like turtles. From that commercial or from that uh, news broadcast, <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> and then there was a neighbor I had in. Uh, as cute as that. Yeah. I had a neighbor in uh, L.A. that was get the, off my Wi-Fi. <laughs> like literally written all out in all caps. I would instantly try to get on that Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm like the password's got to be the F word on this yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> F off. Um, so what? Try and narrow down a question. Um, does that affect? I mean, do you were you aware of that? And yeah. um, which I, I have assumed you were. And does that affect your leadership style or how you lead people in worship? Or does it 
affect your thought process when you're preparing? Um, uh, no, it doesn't enter my mind most of the time when I'm preparing. Um, when it comes to... Um, there's certain things I won't... So, um, if you're really crass about it, you might call it emotional uh, emotional manipulation. Right. Um, <laughs> there's a kid lick- licking the window. He's just licking the glass, yeah. He's just licking the glass. <laughs> this is Jeff's son. <laughs> so it makes sense. That's my boy! That's my boy! Licking the glass. This is the one that was going to take over the world? <laughs> so wait, Jeff, this is the one, right? This is the one that's going to take over the world? That's my, that's my son, Texas. Texas? That's, that's my son, Texas. You renamed him just now to Texas, and he's just licking the glass, covering as much square footage as possible. He's trying to lock us out. Or no. And now... He's covering more footage than. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> my wife would be going crazy right now. Good thing son. she's not here. That's my son, Texas Walker. <laughs> Texas Walker. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, there are certain things I won't do um, to avoid that. So, for instance, when we are ever doing like a there's certain times with prayers and certain times with certain things that we're discussing where I won't underscore the moment and that's a choice (coughs) because I don't want to create an emotional like decision with certain things yeah Um, there's also times where I want people to get out of their head Right. And so I choose to do something that's emotional for the sake of I want them to connect to their emotions. Right. Um, but it's never like a, I know the right formula to make people, you know, because it's right. like in the midst of that science, it's still, you still have to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and people choose to engage in that, you know, whatever that is. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of times where almost like a, proving that it's not emotional I'll stop playing because I I had a mentor once who said uh, who said why do we always have to have background music behind behind prayers hmm. like we like they need something he's like do we not realize when we pray we're joining with heaven <laughs> and he's like that should carry its own you know and so he used to tell me you know if, if you ever can, you know, stop and not, you know, not do that, he's like, in my book, that's just next level eating. Yeah. <laughs> so I do that sometimes. Yeah. I kind of resonate with that. Um, but what I would go back to on that in regards of um, rock concerts or, you know, some big experience um I would say um well there's two two trains of thought that that my mind went to when you brought that up one is um that certain concerts that I'll go to 
Um, for instance, like Bethel, when Bethel's played live or Jesus Culture or something like that. I'll go, and I do not go for the sake of worshiping. Like, I go because I want to see what they're doing and how they're doing it, and mm-hmm. I watch it from, like, a producer standpoint, and, and there are times where I'm overcome with the, you know, with where they're going on something, um, and I worship, and, you know, it shuts off my critical producer brain, or they're like, oh, I love how they did that, or, right. you know, but I can... I can get something out of just watching somebody do something really well. Someone who does my craft really well, that's that's enamoring for me. That's awesome for me. Yeah. The other thing I'd say is we're, we, we often see these studies around how people can manipulate emotional uh, experiences that are similar to what someone would experience in a worship service. Mm-hmm. They're usually brought up in a negative connotation to say that churches are manipulating people's emotions to make them feel like they're having a spiritual connection. Right. What I would say is that I think often, without anybody's help, we are worshiping things that we shouldn't be worshiping. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I would I would come and so, from. And so, if we're going to talk about you know people. I mean, it's a God-given response of, to... Yeah, to, we're going to talk about, yeah. like, manipulation. And, like, we don't need to manipulate people for, for them to worship. People are worshiping all the time. You know? Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. I hate talking, so it's you, all you. You need to do more than just Sorry, nod. I said I hate talking, so you go ahead and interject at any point. So pregnant pause. <laughs> so, anyways, I agree. Yeah. Why do I get more excited about you know finding a treasure chest in Destiny than I do you know about uh, reading the Bible? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's a good game. It's a, well, yes, it's a good game. Yeah, but the emotions is not the central part of worship. Mm-hmm. I think I would argue is that it's the heart or the bowels. If you're reading the King James, possibly um, that. <laughs> not for my kids. They have to bring them out here. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. not for them. Yeah. For oh us. yeah, not for kids in general. No, yeah. kids are the worst. <laughs> Can we get that on? Podcast make that makes it in there. Can that be the, the title? Kids the worst. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> it's just kids are the worst. Well, this is clearly not a dietary thing. It's just for soaking up the beer, right? Good grief! That is that's dock, thick. Dock your brownie. <laughs> I can tell you where I'll be docked later. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. <laughs> right, guys. Boom joke. <laughs> it's related to to the bathroom. Did she use coconut, sugar, oil? Who made these? This is Lisa. Lisa? Lisa. This is definitely coconut. (laughs) She still did an awesome job. Okay, she's listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bowels. Bowels. 
that yeah, worship is you worship God in spirit and in truth, and so that that entails the intellect. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much. Does it? So it entails that the spirit is wrong, and the spirit and truth. So that the spirit lies. Huh? That we said. Why would you say that, and Scott? Truth. No, you worship in spirit and truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why isn't the truth the spirit? I can't believe you, Scott. That that is that is actually. <laughs> I think we talked about something? it the other day that that you could be too literal in your interpretation, and that would some. I'm, I would I'm, never say that. I would not be surprised if someone actually had that view. That see, because it uses the word and to clearly delineate between spirit and truth, that means they can't be the same thing. But anyway, I, th- I always thought that was obvious. That's a different topic. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the balance between emotions and and yeah. Um, Essentia. I don't know if that's the word. It's we'll probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Um, Take a note. You uh, are loquacious. One sixteen forty six. You're going up uh, somewhere. Scott used a word that's not accurate. <laughs> truthful. That doesn't actually be close to what we're talking about. It's not edifying to me. <laughs> it yeah. led me astray yeah. just based on my feeling of inadequacy to be in his presence. <laughs> Which is what. Note that 117.08 is uh, when I used a word that I didn't even know the meaning to. <laughs> in, in, in notes. <laughs> so could it be that, because a lot of people are afraid, almost afraid of emotions because your emotion is kind of the last, the last thing in interpreting scripture or hearing from God in, in a lot of circles, so... So maybe the emotional part of worship is something that people reject just just because it's emotional, and where you can flip it on its head, like you were kind of doing, and say that that's, well, what, that's what something God of, has created that could be a source of connection. Well, I, so what's happened in the past twenty years or so is a lot, of, probably more now, I guess. Jeez, it's like almost five years have passed since we started this kind of podcast. No, I mean since we started this. Uh, <laughs> this trail that we've been going on with the church, but the, uh, probably in the past 20 years or a little more than that, the, the way that people would come to faith was a intellectual connection to it. Like, I believe that, which means faith, which means, you know, discipleship. And then we connect emotionally to the things that we have agreed with or, you know, come to agree with or believe or whatever mm-hmm. and what's happened in our culture is that's flipped people have an emotional connection or experience and then they find truth in that and then they come to faith hopefully. in what they you know hopefully they find truth hopefully they find truth hopefully they, they find they faith hopefully yeah if they don't find truth their emotions are squashed by something the next well yeah thing. but I just mean in regards right. to people coming to faith people People having a faith connection, a faith step or whatever has flipped in in regards to that. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional experience or connection, then the other things follow. 
with truth almost being last. Um, and, and I don't think either's wrong. Cause again, if we're talking about spirit and truth, they're just two sides to the same thing in, in this context. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, just walk away from the brownies, Jeff. <laughs> He's being so stupid. Stop, yeah. stop looking at them. He just them. keeps peeking at them underneath the tin. Let me just make sure they're still there. Are you still there, guys? Okay, I'll see you later. Are you still there, brownies? <laughs> Technically, I'm on my Cabo diet still, and so I can have more. All right, Jim Gaffigan's. So, so I don't think there's one way to <laughs> right or wrong. I just I think it's interesting. Um, and again, the study that you're talking about, I, I mean, I remember seeing that, and they even on one station they did a news story on it in regards to and it's always done, findings. Like you said, like, it's always done for the purpose of basically trying to say that the church is manipulating people and that people are being brainwashed. People are being like, it's no different. Yeah, it's no different than that. Therefore, right. It's, it's coercion. It's a manipulation or a, a playing on people's emotions. Or It's never brought up in a sense that's like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder Which, if blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't eliminate that completely, though. I, I'm, no, I don't think that that's not happening. Right. Like, I'm sure there are moments where it's like, hey, I'm going to give a call for people to come to Christ, and if you could play at this moment, um, and make sure it's like minor chords. Because um, but I'm going to switch. D minor. I'm going to switch. I'm going to talk about people who have already come to Christ who want to recommit. You can go major at that point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm sure that it's not something that's probably, if I'm if I'm being hopeful in what the church is, I would say it's not something that's like, let's manipulate their emotions. But I would say that it's, let's, you know, capitalize this moment. Let's, mm-hmm. let's make this moment, you know, as impactful or as... Uh, Intimate or whatever the words they might use, um, for the sake of uh, a stronger result, is the way they'd probably. I don't think they'd say let's manipulate people's emotions so they make a decision they're not actually grounded in. You're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Well, you're right. Well, they're, they're, right. Their motives would be good. Right. And but even God can use those. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's but well yeah, and that's a good point too that. It's not necessarily the right thing to do. That, yeah. that they could the seed falls on shallow ground and it grows yeah. quick. But then when the sun comes out, you're right, it's scorched and then they right. fall away. But at the same time So so one thing that constantly comes up for me in regards to oh, things I learn and all that is um, um, that comes up with me is the idea of reactions. Like, take two. Thank you. Thank you. Because I don't want to open this again. Uh, is reactions. So, like, you know, you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You uh, have this thing where you're like, you know what? I don't think that's right. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's right to. Jeff, just set it down. <laughs> You're making it worse. <laughs> You're not docking the, the space station. <laughs> Every time I'm docking. <laughs> Haven't you seen how many kids I have? Wow. We'll I'm, go back to Mormonism later. Yeah. Don't worry, Jeff. Don't worry, Jeff. We'll get back to Mormonism. Uh, Did but just start with his talk? With Scooter's talk? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
my talk, I said two things about. I said two words. Hey, go You're ahead, so Ryan. Deep. Keep going. I don't even know where I was going. Uh, it's it going to be so awesome. Probably not. It would have been edited out. Mm, probably. Cutting room floor. You would have said a bad word. Uh, <laughs> Bad word? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, Scooter, we were talking about questions earlier, and I have a question for you. What is your motivation yes, in searching this Mormon trail? Or first, clarify maybe for me what you're doing. The Mormon trail. Yeah, clarify that. <laughs> Are you... Okay, I want to hear your... I have other questions, but I want to hear this, because you came with a portfolio of... Uh, no, it's called, a, it's called a padfolio. Of course it is. Of course it is. There's a man peeing in the corner of the yard. <laughs> no, that's that's not true. Zach actually, um, he <laughs> from his... Uh, Mark it down. Mark it down. That's at 122. No, that one's staying. 124 that is probably one, the safest place. That one is staying. You know, when you, own, when you own property, it's every man's duty to mark it. Duty? Mark Did it. you just say duty <laughs> in regards to your... <laughs> and in talking about... At 125, Back to Mormons and Scott's purpose. Yeah. I'm leaving all that in. Yeah. Well, you had to. So, the Mormon Trail. <laughs> I, w- I was just walking home, you know, parked my car, walking up to my place, and they uh, they stopped me. Son of so a... So they, they started it. Beasting. You know, and I did. I had food. I just went to uh, the... Oh, you had food. I had a burrito. Mm. Looking forward to it. And part of me was like, man, I really don't... Really hope they don't stop me. So the food's gonna get cold. Uh, and uh, they stopped me. And then we talked. I don't know. We talked for an hour. Whoa. And then we set up an appointment for later on, so I could investigate. That's what they said. I think that's what they call people that are that the missionaries are actively talking with. That those they are investigators. Hmm. Mister Investigator. Hmm. Yes. Yes. So that's how it started. I I had right long ago. I now wait. What about that conversation made you want to say, yeah, sure, go ahead, and make an appointment with me? I couldn't. I couldn't let it go. Couldn't let work go. Them being Mormon. <clears throat> this is <laughs> <laughs> those specific people. <laughs> you know the, uh, you're those. Too, people. You're too good of a person to be. <laughs> no, I'm saying, uh, like. In your brain, them talking to you, if I talk to them, I would fear driving someone further away from God than drawing them to God in in the things I would say in regards to just because I feel like I would either be combative or I would be like trying to not defend. And so I would be frustrated on the inside. And so I, I wonder what about this conversation made you want to engage like for an hour that's a long time I have always kind of had that um, inquiry based thinking desire or yeah where I had like I had read about more you know Mormonism before and tried to talk to him before and would, without knowing what I was doing you know I was young and thought oh yeah I go talk to him and, um, 
because I, and I, I really wanted to, and I wanted, you know, I've, I've kind of always wanted to, um, but I just never actively pursued it. And then I saw him walking, and my, my really my thought, I thought, okay, God, if, if they, I guess if they stop me, then you want me to talk to them. As a, you know, really what I should have been, you know, I should be more proactive, right? I should be like, all right, God, I'm going to talk to them because they, you know, they need to know your truth. Of course, I wasn't in that frame of mind, but they... You had a sandwich. I, I had a burrito, yeah. Or Which is kind of the same as a sandwich. So it's like a Mexican sandwich. It's meat wrapped in flour. <laughs> Thanks for that description. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was probably a, it was a good opportunity. Um, three, and it, it's actually three missionaries. Usually there are only two. Yeah. This time they, they had three because two of them were, were new, like, one was a month and one was like maybe a week or two weeks because now he's like a, he's only like two months or a month a month old in missionary terms um, so at the time yeah there were three of them so I was able to talk with three of them for so how's that discussion weeks. go for I mean what's that about basically I I let them have the opening statement and then I just Asked them questions based upon what they've said, and now we're. I've, it's probably been two months or three months. I forget, mm-hmm. but I've met with them. I don't know. Probably going on ten times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And and I only. This is a once a week thing. Approximately, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I only, only bring up what they have said. So I try to keep it. So that way, I'm trying to make it so that it's not like I'm attacking them, or attacking their faith, which they might take as persecution. And then they shut you off. And then they shut me off. So I try to just only use what they say. So if they say, like they said, hey, read the read the introduction to the Book of Mormon. And I said, okay. But I've already heard about the introduction of the Book of Mormon, and I already know that in there it says that Jesus Christ is the one true God, which they would deny, right? They say Jesus Christ is a God, where God the Father is God. Jesus Christ has been exalted to that uh, Godhood. But in there it says Jesus Christ is the one true God. So... They gave me, essentially, they gave me permission to read the introduction where I can say, well, what do you, so if, when it says this, how do you explain that when your doctrine is that Heavenly Father is God, but Jesus Christ is God, right? So how do you explain? So I try to just go with what, only what they say, if they say, like today, they sent me a text about a passage in uh, Doctrine and Covenants because um, that talks about Jesus Christ being, again, Jesus being the one true God. And when I when I bring up the Godhead, they try to they try to um, they try to bring up you know the word Trinity, um, and because in their minds Trinity is false, blatantly false. Mm. So I I try to emphasize that I'm not 
I'm not I'm not talking about the deity of Christ for the sake of the Trinity, but just to point out that if Jesus is God and the Bible and the Book of Mormon say that there is only one God, but the Heavenly Father is God, how can you how do you how do you reconcile that? Right. And then and then I I I tell them that and which is true, I guess it's true on to a certain level that if I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior, He's my Savior, and you're telling me that Jesus Christ is my Savior, why would I convert? Why would I need to convert if you if everything I'm telling you you agree with? Yeah. If I say, if I tell you Jesus died for my sins, and you say, Oh yeah, amen. It, by grace I'm saved and you say and you know the Mormon says oh yeah yeah we're saved by we're saved by grace so why would I convert if everything I everything I say you you affirm of course in their minds they have different definitions for the term salvation right, right? and um, and heaven um, and God because God is not God is not uh, I don't even I, I don't even know how it it's it's kind of hard to define who God is, but you can explain, but you can't really define. It's it's kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, but you've defined <laughs> your belief. You've divulged your belief to them. Oh yeah. Okay. Because early on not, you said not at not at first. Right. Not at first. Because um, you didn't want them to feel def- right defensive. Right. 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 So how has this played out? Where do you see this now? Well, the, I met with them on Sunday, um, and they showed me a they showed me a video of, of Joseph Smith's first vision. Was it the South Park one? <laughs> the South Park one's pretty accurate, actually, <laughs> which is scary. Well, you don't have to make stuff up to have it be. You know, and the ridiculous. more and you. I've I've read a lot of stuff and I would like a little bit of Christianity too. Yeah, I I think that (laughs) I think that like man, there there can't be much more. There's a lot more to Mormonism than um, there's one guy there's there's one guy who was was LDS for a long time. Uh, His name is Sean McCraney. I'm sure they I'm sure they hate him, Um, but he calls them the Mormonians. Because he says you you have to you have to peel back the layers of the onion of the Mormon onion, <laughs> so he calls them more onions. And at first I heard it, I was like, oh, "What's he talking about?" But man, it there's so much, so much history in, in such a in such a brief period of time, like 1820s to like eight you know till now. There's so much history, so much so much has happened. They the leaders have written a lot of things to their detriment. Like they shouldn't shouldn't have written down all like all those uh, things that now current current prophets have to kind of de- deny or we don't have really new revelations. Yeah, new re- yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. But but it, on Sunday we were, we were so showing the video, and I had questions. About, about the video, a couple questions about the video, and then somehow we started talking, um, I forget what we talked about, 
But then one of the missionaries brought up polygamy. I did not, I never once brought up polygamy. We have met nine, maybe nine times. I never brought it up. Nine. I never brought it up. He brought it up in, in kind of with some other things. So then I thought, okay, I have permission now to talk about polygamy. He, because he brought it up, right? So then I, I said, okay, so since you brought up polygamy, I have a question about this verse, and it's in Doctrine and Covenants, I think it's 132, where Joseph Smith says that an angel of the Lord, or an angel, I don't know if it says angel of the Lord or angel of God, but an angel appeared to him with a flaming sword, and the angel told Joseph that if he does not continue in polygamy, he will not receive exaltation. Which means exaltation is is being with Heavenly Father forever. Yeah, it's like enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's our it's our heaven. Right? So he says that or and if he doesn't he'll be he'll be destroyed. Right? And that the and that he was to tell Emma Smith, his wife, that unless she permits him to do it, to be naturally. Right? She'll be destroyed. That's exactly what Jeff was saying earlier about women leading men, right? <laughs> so, so of course they say now. Well, I was actually the turn of the turn of the nineteenth century. Um, there was their their prophet at the time denounced polygamy and said that no. Mormons do not need to practice polygamy to receive exaltation. And I said, okay, okay, that's fine. And they and actually they would excommunicate people, Mormons. Now these are standard LDS. There are other, there are other yeah, LDS split. LDS, yes, the Reformed, the Reformed LDS or or R LDS. And there's a whole story behind that. And Joseph Smith's son, Joseph Smith the third. And he should have been successor. I read about that today. That's what's fresh on my mind. But the norm Dave talked to me about Dave Bullock. The normal LDS would excommunicate people, or they say that they'll excommunicate people if they practice polygamy. Now I read I read today, which I didn't talk about the missionaries about, but there was a former or one of the apostles, the Mormon apostles are twelve at any given time. Uh and I won't go into that. That's that's more complicated. So I asked them, okay, Joseph Smith, the founder, the Lord gave him a revelation directly, because he's a prophet, so naturally he received revelation, told him that you must practice polygamy to receive exaltation. And exaltation is the most important, that's why they work. So Mormons work, they do works, they're nice people, they want to help. They pay tithes. Some of the nicest. Some of the nicest. They have s- apparently some of the best families. Maybe digging into into it more, you might you might find out that everything's not as rosy as it appears on the outside. Five kids like Jeff and Tanya. Oh man, man. Most Five of them are blonde. On the way from the vacation. <laughs> Break that. Keep going. No comment. Hey, you guys can have as many kids as you want. I can't anymore. Well, questioning can my fifth child. Technically, 
Technically, you can reverse the snip 10%. There was apparent that everything was good. There's a less than 10% chance. When we say break that, we mean literally. Yeah, break your penis. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> yeah, so that, uh, so that answer, how could how could Joseph Smith say one thing, and it's vitally important for exaltation, because that's why they work, why they do all their works, because they want to achieve exaltation. Right. If it's vitally important, and Joseph Smith's your prophet. It's not like some fringe or some low-ranking so what do they say apostle. How could, how could another prophet... And it's scripture. It's written in their accepted scripture. How could another prophet... Change. Just say, no, he was wrong. Now, of course, the prophet doesn't say, no, he's wrong. It's a new revelation from God. Um, I only say that, that... Yeah, it's just... God's revelation that we need to follow the laws of the land. Um, and I mean, basically, basically, it's it's Most a weak change. argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a number of reasons, it's like when you see a politician and everyone calls yeah. him a flip flop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we'll be the most transparent, transparent administration ever. That's a terrible Clinton. Man, that's really bad. It's Obama. It's yeah, it really was bad Clinton. It was Obama. <laughs> I think it was Obama to trying to be Clinton. <laughs> the kids are hating right now. But it's wrong for it's it's just a weak argument for a number of reasons. First, that Joseph, like we know that Joseph Smith practiced polygamy before he gave the first revelation about the angel with the flaming sword, and polygamy was illegal in the state of Illinois where he lived at the time he practiced polygamy. So the idea that the Mormon church is trying to follow the laws of the land, Joseph Smith did not set that precedent. So, and uh, some of them went to Mexico where they could form compounds or they continue. I think that's more, that might be more recent, but yeah. they moved to Utah, they moved westward yeah. so that they could get away from... I think it was Romney's grandpa moved to Mexico. There was there was a, I believe one of the presidents of the church is named Romney. Yeah, yeah, he moved to Mexico because he he. So he could, I guess, not break the law. So when they started making polygamy illegal, he, there was like they still have a compound there. Yeah, and they're, they're fully armed and ready to defend from cartels or whatever. Tanya and I went to Warren. Tanya and I went to Warren Jeff's compound and. Colorado City. You ever heard? Yeah, Warren Jeff is a is a, L, is a former LDS branch. We drove into their compound and got followed by their yeah. Warren Jeff. They don't they don't like Warren Jeff. They want to deny that he ever existed. I believe. It was like going back in the eighteen hundreds, driving through there. The way the girls are dressed and their hair and their their garb. I mean, it was just there's twelve kids out in the yard hoeing the ground I mean like we didn't actually need to be hoed they were just doing it <laughs> that's the crazy part there's 12 kids in the yard about this big you know 12 square feet they were farming and they were farming over and over Caleb got a bite of which is just a waste Caleb of sod to be honest and they're hoeing the sod and they're basically turning their sod 12 by 12 yard into a flower bed with flowers, which they were overwatering. Yeah, 
Yeah. Talk there about was brown kids thumb. pushing around kids in wheelbarrows. Yeah. Hey, hey, no, you can't, no. Hey. Whoa, whoa, bro. Hey, bro. With the thing in the thing in the tube. No hey, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. You're good. Caleb, no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Whoa. Well, hey, Caleb. Well, we just solved so many issues. Texting you. Are the girls in bed yet? No, she's still at her. Uh, they're still gone. They're still there. They're gonna be out. No. She's like, are the girls in bed yet? How was Annie? You're like totes. 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 Just don't text them. Didn't totes. we see the real Annie? Totes adorbs. Never saw it at the. So wait, that wasn't the real Annie. Whoa, wait. Now you're saying it's not the real Annie? No. That was. Oh wow. Whoa. Wow. Jeff, you just mouthed <laughs> Just for our viewers at home. Okay, that might... Yeah, yeah, that's that might not good. Out, actually. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, don't Linda. Put your face, don't hey, Linda. put your face on the bottom of the sandal. Oh, God. Oh, oh, don't lick it. Lick it. Don't, don't, don't lick, lick it, the bottom don't. of the sandal. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, it's too loud, too loud. He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome.